Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I am your host, Rosin Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to be back in front of the microphone with you this week talking about shame. So I know this is part two of the shame series that I promised you about. If you have not listened to episode one, please pause this episode and go back and listen to the first episode, especially if this is your first time listening to me. Um, if you have, if this is your first time listening to me, my name is Rosin Renee. Um, I am the podcaster of the Therapy is a Christian podcast. I've gotten a lot of new, new listeners recently, so I just wanted to give that little caveat um, really quickly. Um, so I was going to actually do part two of this episode on overcoming shame, But I felt that it was very appropriate for me to actually do a story time episode with you all. And hopefully if it comes to it, part three of this episode will be talking about overcoming shame. I still have all of those things that I promised you all um, that I was going to talk about in my previous episode ready for you. So we'll get to that in part three. But this episode in particular, I wanted to do like a story time. Like I know people talk about all the time, like little story times on YouTube. And so I wanted to do a story time of just kind of what's happened within the last couple of weeks. Um, Last week, me and my husband actually took a mini little getaway to New Orleans. And so um, usually I record on the weekends. And as my schedule has been happening now, I've been finding that I've been recording either during the week, but most of the time it's been on the weekends before the podcast comes up. So I'm going to get into kind of what's happened in the last couple of weeks because I had a full-on experience with shame, and I felt like in talking about overcoming it, I want to give all of that information in the next episode, but I really want to walk you all through kind of for me what this um, journey of overcoming shame looks like, but also bring in some aspects of feeling worthy and feeling, um, giving yourself compassion and grace and resetting when you feel like you have experienced shame. So in review, in the last episode, we basically kind of talked about what shame is, uh, what shame causes us to do 
um, how it help, how it makes us not walk in the identity of who we are and why it impacts the people of God so heavily. And so to give a brief um, description of shame, shame in defined on Google um, is a painful feeling of humiliation or distressed of or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. And I tried to in the last episode really give a um, definition of shame in the biblical sense, but also in the practical sense. But in the essence, it's basically the awareness that, oh, I've done something wrong and kind of your reaction to what that is. And because shame can be hard to recognize, and I hope I explained it in a way that was understandable in the last episode, Um, when you're not aware that you may be having this feeling of distress that, um, the definition describes, it can be triggered in a lot of different ways. Um, and for me, just to give kind of what's happened in the last couple of weeks, I feel like shame for me has been not making me walk in the identity of who I am in God. And so in working to overcome this, I've realized, especially in this this year in 2019, we're coming into the month of May. I've realized that all the things that I used to do um, in kind of working through my own mental health, things I used to do um, have a way of showing back up in like very small ways, not like in the huge dramatic ways that they used to last year when I was first dealing with, you know, overcoming a lot of challenges mentally, but also, um, just in like overcoming my past. But I've realized that I'm way more self-aware. Um, I'm way more, I have a lot more tools and things that I can do to deal with when I'm triggered or something happens. And just because you go to therapy, that doesn't necessarily mean you're not challenged anymore or that you have this I've arrived thing, but more so that you're way more aware of how to deal with it. And usually the long standing situations of like, like bouts of depression and anxiety don't last as long. Um, especially when you are proactive in dealing with how to overcome them. But I had a little situation and I had to kind of deal with it. So over the last couple of months, so January was amazing. Um, That was the month I wrote my book. February was the month I released my um, therapy reflection journal for those who have never heard of it. Um, The Therapy Reflection Journal is a journal that is basically your therapy sidekick. It's a journal that I created for the purpose of you taking to therapy with you. And weekly, you write down notes from your therapy sessions while you're in session. You rate your mood. you You write your homework down that your therapist gives you. And then the journal has prompts where you can actually reflect and write about your sessions in between the weeks that you don't go. And I usually used to take this journal with me into my quiet time with God. And so um, that released in February. And so February, between February and March, it was like the hype of my journal. And then March came and it was like... I don't even really remember March. Well, yes, I do. 
I just remember March being such a stressful, emotional month. And I don't think that I bounced back from that month. I don't really know what what happened, but it was just so many events that I was just overwhelmed with stress. Um, I was in between like deciding if I was going to leave my job. I was trying to figure out if I had a lot of situations change with friendships. I had just a lot of like, okay, I've written this journal. What next kind of thing? So like this quarter, when well I quarter life crisis, but like these overwhelming feelings of like, okay, I was so excited about this thing, but why do I not still feel complete emotionally? And I know that may sound weird, but like, why do I, f- I feel so excited about this thing, but I don't really know what's next. And then, you know, still working through the podcast that I started becoming really inconsistent, um, not feeling comfortable with um, my weight, just so many very small emotional things that may not seem like a lot to people. But to me, I think it was just like overwhelming all at once. And then it hit me. And so I've been telling people like, March was the month to throw in the trash. So then April came and it was just like this slew of like, what is going on? Things are just all over the place. I don't feel centered. My time with God feels really strange. I'm not really like my, the word ain't hitting like it normally do. And so I was just kind of like, what is happening? You know, and just kind of a little overwhelmed that I kind of went into like a self-sabotage moment about two or three weeks ago where I was just like, I'm not good enough for this. I'm not, I can't do this. I'm not consistent. I'm, you know, just the normal where you just like, okay, you don't externally, nothing's going right in your eyes, even though the people are like, girl, you good. And you just beat yourself up for no apparent reason at all. And I just think it, I think this wasn't more so shame more than it was just like feeling like seasons was changing. You're not, not moving with it. But I think what happened with me was I usually take my, I take my relationship with God very seriously. And I think sometimes when I don't feel like maybe I'm doing a great job, so on and so forth in my relationship with God, I kind of scale that as to my overall performance in life. And I I may not, and I know if I'm feeling like this, I'm probably not the only one, but like when I'm not feeling like me and God are connecting or I feel like things are working with me and him, I kind of like weigh that to what is going on in life. Um, Even though that's a lie from the enemy, it's not true. It's not doesn't mean that God's not connected to you. It doesn't mean anything less. It just might be you really just needing to either be like, I don't really know y'all, but just as a point to like having a check in, like what's going on? Like, why am I feeling like this Lord? Like, are you here? Like, do you hear what I'm saying? Am I praying right? Like I pray the same way every day. I feel like I do the same thing. I feel like I'm reading the Bible. I know I'm reading the same Bible every day. Like, what is happening? And so, y'all, so many things. So, so as I've been kind of working through this, 
I've wanted to kind of share this with you all, but I haven't felt like it's, I was ready to do it. And because I never want this podcast to all to be about my soapbox of, oh, things aren't going well, but I really do want to be transparent about how to overcome certain things. And I think, especially when it comes to the Lord, weighing your relationship with God on the same scale as everything in your life, I think it's just one of those things where I have to work through my performance and religious mindset and thinking that I have to be perfect at everything, that everything is just always going to be this perfect thing. And when it doesn't feel in me that it's perfect, that everything is wrong, just that black and white, all or nothing thinking. And so that's something I know that I have tried to work. I've worked through in therapy and it is something that I'm still working through this kind of black and white way of thinking with God and knowing between of grace and compassion and love, which was why I really stressed to you all to listen to the Grace Like a Flood series last week. And so as I had been going through all of this, at one point, I, I my like consciously last week or two, yeah, like last week, um, because I went to therapy this past Monday. Um, last week, I just shut down from everything. Like I felt one of those moments that I used to feel that were just kind of about a sadness that lasted for about maybe four or five days. And um, usually when those happen, it becomes a thing where it's like, I don't like everything at all. Like, I just don't want to be at work. I want to be at home in the bed. I want to not talk to anybody. I don't really feel like talking to you. Please don't talk to me if somebody comes my way. Like, I really just would prefer you not to come my way. And I recognized that when I got to that point, I needed to have a check-in. It was kind of like one of those soda bottle moments where like you get shaken up so much to the point where you're like, if one more thing happens, I just might lose it. And so in my mind, I was like, what? Okay, so I need to really check in. I was reflecting, I was journaling, and I I still couldn't pinpoint what was happening. And so um, I tried to solve it in my own mind. Like, okay, well, maybe it's this or maybe it's work. Maybe my need to just like do change my job. Like, do you know those hasty feelings where you're like, I just got to fix everything at one time so that I could just feel sane. I know I'm not the only one thinking this. Just feel sane for just like five minutes. Talk to everybody that I knew didn't work. Try to really figure out what was going on between me and God, I could not pinpoint it. I had prayed. I even fasted. There were some things that came up during the fast. And I was like, okay, God, this gives me a little bit, but I feel like I need more. So I I kind of figured out the trigger uh, when I went to therapy Monday. Um, And so this is what happened. So I went to therapy Monday. Mind was, of course, all over the place. And I'm going through all. She's like, you know, hey, how is everything going? And I was like, oh, my God, everything is just bad. (laughs) She was like, okay. She gives me this space. Every time I say that, she's just like, okay, 
this is going to be one of those sessions. Okay, tell me what's been happening. So I go through just like all of my emotions with her. I was like, I just don't know what's happening. I feel like I'm in a weird space. I don't really know what God is saying. I don't really know why he's assigned me all these things. And I just don't know what's happening. I don't really know what's going on with work. I don't really know what's going on with this or that. Just. All of the things. So she was like, okay, let's walk through this. What's happened that triggered you to go into this spiral of emotions? And I told she was like, what's been the biggest stressor? stressor? And I said, well, work has been really overwhelming. And she kind of said, okay, walk me through this. So to give background, I'm working on this huge project with my job. That is forcing me and really, really, really stretching me professionally. I knew this was coming um, in the sense of I knew the project was coming. um, And I've been working on it for probably about the past two months. However, now it's getting to that point where I'm like sitting with my boss once a week and like he and I are reviewing everything that I work on on a weekly basis. And he's like dissecting what I'm doing, really kind of asking me a lot of probing questions and just really bringing to the forefront like this huge thing that I'm basically responsible for for next school year. And I told her like, I just don't think I can do this. And she's like, oh, stop. What did you just say? And I just said, I don't think I can do this. And she said, okay, when did you start thinking that? I said, well, it's probably been about two weeks now. And she said, and what happened afterwards? And I said, I think I remember one day I was working on it and I just started getting stressed and I just completely shut down. Like I was like, I literally was like, I don't think I can do this. Shut everything off. Stop working on the project, so on and so forth. And I think it went into a spiral of emotions. We basically came to the point of the trigger of what triggered this like feeling of shutdown. Um, And I basically was like, I'm not I'm I'm not qualified to do this. And y'all. I think and and I'm going to tie this to shame But I basically disqualified myself from an opportunity that God brought me, but also to an opportunity that was going to stretch and challenge me. And three, that I just completely took. I think I've even even at that point too, just from that saying of disqualification, beat myself, beat myself up about everything in life like oh my God, I'm so sad. I'm about to go to Chick-fil-A and get some Chick-fil-A. And I was like, I'm not good at managing my finances. Just just completely just beat myself up all the way. And so we talked through it and she was like, is that really a helpful thought? Is that really a, a positive way of thinking? And I told her, no, it's not. But I don't know what to do at this point. Like, God ain't said nothing to me. I can't hear him right now. I don't really know what's happening. I'm praying. Like, I don't know what's happening. And she's like, okay, just stop for a second. Like, are you really like 
gonna go there because we're not gonna do it and I said no but I just really want to know what's happening and okay to give a short version of the story so we went through this exercise where we basically broke down why I felt like I wasn't qualified and I just kind of said that I have never had to have this much responsibility in my profession um and it's this feeling of Feeling disqualified has really made me mad, has made me frustrated, made me stressed. And so I just shut down. And so we walked through, like, is that really what you feel? Do you really feel disqualified? Do you really feel like you're disqualified or do you just not feel like you're competent? And immediately when she said that, I said, yes, like, I feel like I don't have enough context and information to do this project and I have a point to all this and so we walked through that and she was like well is the lack of competency or maybe because competency really just means like a lack of information and or experience within doing something is that really a feeling of disqualification or just like you don't have a lot of experience in it which means that at this point now you just need experience and I said yes And so we switched my thinking a little bit, which was still very uncomfortable. Um, But I think the point of what I wanted to say was that me telling myself that I'm not qualified to do something immediately hit at the fact that I'm not worthy to do this. And I think immediately feeling like I'm not worthy, I'm not capable why would somebody choose me beats me up quicker and makes me feel less of myself faster than just not feeling competent. Um, And so I went through a week and a half, almost two weeks of telling myself, you're never able to, you're never going to be able to do this. You're never going to be able to fulfill the purpose God's called you to do. You're never going to be. And I just started picking at every single thing And so going back to the shame piece, shame makes us not walk in the identity of who we are. Because when I talk about that story with Adam and Eve again, when Adam, you know, immediately blamed Eve, it became a thing of, you know, I did something against you. I'm, I'm just a horrible person. And this person made me do it. And just this feeling of like, I, I, I was, I was wrong. I was wrong. And so now for me, it's a thing of, well, God, I can't, I, I can't do this because I'm not qualified. Like you didn't give me the qualifications to do this. And simply the opportunity should be enough for me to know that God has qualified me to do it. Whew. And so we walked through this whole scenario with me and work but just in general how that plays into me as a wife me as a friend me as a podcaster me as a person in general feeling worthy and solidified in my confidence in myself to do something y'all this hit home with me because as we were walk talking through this I still was a little bit, you know, emotional and kind of having a hard time grasping the thought process and the concept of feeling like God has already given me the tools and everything in this life to do. Every insecurity I feel, everything where I feel like I'm not capable of doing something Jesus took to the cross with him. 
what is the struggle with the faith and believing that? And so what my therapist did was she um, kind of walked me through an exercise where I she turned on some really soft um, worship piano music and she was like, just stop. Stop, stop, because we're not going to go down this rabbit hole of you and just talking horrible to yourself and be and beating yourself up because she was like, your words are so powerful and what you speak over your life matters. You have to understand that what you tell yourself every day, Rosalind, is important. And she tells me this. She constantly reminds me of this, but I think it really hit me. When I was with her that a couple of things and I'll get to that in a second, um, but it really hit me as to what she was saying about, wow, this one sentence of I'm not qualified, me telling myself that hit every area of my life, but just by one trigger. And so she walked me through this exercise and we basically she turned on this soft worship music. And she started to, you know, she told me to close my eyes and just do a couple of deep, couple of deep breaths and to listen to the words she was saying. She said, I want you to imagine Jesus. And this music is playing. My eyes are closed. I'm just breathing at this point. Quiet. She said, I want you to be quiet. I want you to imagine yourself just in a quiet space. And Jesus is sitting next to you. And he tells you that he loves you, that you are his daughter, that you are completely, completely his, and that he hears you and he listens to you and he knows what you're going through. And that at every single moment in your life, he understands that all the insecurities you feel, all the feelings of doubt, He took to the cross with him and died for it. He did all these things for you. But she said something also to me that made me start crying. She said, I want you to imagine Jesus telling you that you are safe. And when she said the word safe, I started crying and I just didn't really know why. Um, and she kept on kind of going and but the word safe just made me feel like it was a trigger word for me. Like I just started crying immediately at that point. I was really calm and at peace in my mind. I was my mind was not racing anymore. She kept talking. She went through, um, you know, the scenario of Jesus talking to me and telling me he loves me and I was accepted by him and all of these things. So after we were done, she made me open my eyes and she said, I want you to tell me what you're feeling. And I said, you know, when you said the word safe to me, I immediately started crying and I realized that I haven't felt safe in knowing that God had my back in whatever I was going through. And it made me think, she said, her words to me were, You know, at any point, you can reset. And what that made me realize was that I hadn't been allowing God to take me in and feel safe with him. Like I hadn't been fully 
trusting that, you know, Lord, you know, all these things I'm doing, you know what I'm going through. But I haven't given him the opportunity to help me feel safe with him to express these concerns that I've been feeling because I've always kind of I've kind of felt recently just this like, okay, I'm searching and I'm I'm looking for you, Lord, or, you know, I'm, I'm looking for the next thing that you want me to do within my purpose. I'm looking for the next thing that you want me to do for you within Uh, my life in this podcast and, you know, business and work and professional life, just this kind of going, 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 that God's just like, I just want you to know that you're safe with me emotionally, mentally, and everything that you're going through. I got you that it was overwhelming and, um, extremely 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 refreshing and so after that session I went back home and I reflected the next morning and I just really wrote a lot of my thoughts and I kind of told the Lord I said you know I haven't allowed you to be my safe place in the sense of like fully expressing all these things to you because I've just always felt like I have to be on guard or I have to be um, on it all the time, or I have to be perfect all the time. Just kind of going back into that, the old way of thinking of lack of grace and um, lack of just rest in God. Even though I've been saying this to you all, and I know it, and I'm conscious of it, it was helpful for me just to have a refresher of even at a different level spiritually, you there's a different level of safety and rest and reliance and humility on God. Because we're always searching, we're like looking and we're, you know, especially in this age of social media, we're all looking for the thing that we feel like is going to fulfill our purpose. But truly, what God is wanting is us to rest in him and look for him and find him and be at the rest of his feet. And so I think when I talked about Adam and Eve last week, when God asked them the questions of what did you do? He was looking for them to tell him the truth. He was looking for them to share. And I'm going to open my Bible to find the scripture. He was looking at them to share what they did and what happened because he wanted to provide refuge. But instead, Adam and Eve ended up just telling him something else and it signed them up for a bunch of trouble. Um, So I'm going to go to Genesis 3 um, and 8. And it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said, where are you? And so he said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? So instead, Adam just immediately blamed Eve. And God's like, did you do this? Like, did you do this against me? Instead of just saying, yes, father, I did it. I was wrong. I felt this way and I did this or this happened. He just ate 
or I mean, he just blamed Eve. And so for me, instead of the, do you feel un, unworthy? Do you feel like you're not qualified? I mean, instead of me saying, yes, I'm just like shutting down or like not talking to God or like avoiding doing the work I need to do instead of like coming to him and saying, Lord, I feel this way. Show me what to do to, you know, change my thought process, renew my mind, renew me in a way that I can be able to walk with you and feel confident. And so I think it's important for us, especially for me, to be transparent about this story because I, even in myself, have to tell God, God, I feel this way. Even if I didn't fully know what was going on, saying and coming to God and saying, like, Lord, I don't feel something's wrong. I really need you to show me or show me your word or show me through a friend of mine or somebody that I can talk to what's happening so that I can work with you on how to fix this. I didn't do that. I don't think I have been doing that because I just thought, oh, you know, this is just my busyness or, oh, this is just, you know, what people feel instead of like recognizing, hey, something's wrong. Like, I know something's wrong. Who can I talk to to get this out? And I end up just talking to my therapist. So I'm like I said, I'm going to give you all next week some more information on how to overcome shame. But when I left my therapy session in reflection time, I recognized that God's not looking for me to be this superwoman. I don't think he's looking for me to be this, you know, I, I mean, I know he wants me to be powerful and walk in my power, but not looking for me to be kind of who I always, or I don't want to say betray myself, but like always be on I think he just really wants me to be safe and be his daughter if anything and so um let me not say that I don't think that God is looking for me to be superwoman but I do think he calls us to be these people that share him and be um be um you know who we are in Christ, but I know when Jesus was walking the earth, even the disciples, he called them into rest. He called them into time with him. Jesus went alone all the time and went alone with God. And I think that aloneness representing not even just quiet time, but just the feeling of having a place to go to that you feel safe. And I don't know if I've allowed that to be my thing and I want it to be, um, even especially in this change in my life of like doing a podcast and, um, you know, being a wife and being a friend and being all these things. There's a different level of, you know, safety that I want to feel with God. And um, just I want to be more um, available to do that with him and give him that space to do with me. So. Um, a couple of the things that me and my therapist discussed that I really, really, um, am going to start back doing was just honestly, the things I gained from therapy, be disciplined to do them consistently because I, she gives me homework 
and I do do my homework, but I think the intention of me getting the homework that I get from her is to do it every day and be consistent and be disciplined. And so um, some of the things that I've done, especially lately, is affirmations. Um, She told me not to have a full list. She said, just make a list of five and say them to yourself every day. Um, I'm going to link those affirmations below. Um, I put them on my laptop. I put I put them in my phone and I'm, I haven't printed them off yet, but to put them on my mirror, but I'm going to do that so that I have that place to see it every single day. Also something that I've started to implement again is just talking to people that uplift me. Um, I have a lot of friends, but really designating again, cause again, like I've told y'all, I've, my relationships have changed recently. Um, talking to people that really uplift me and bring positive to positivity in my life and people that listen to you. You need people that listen and not just share their life with you, but they listen back to you. You need that. Um, discussing I, I'm something I'm doing again, and this is going back to the basics, discussing what I'm thinking and feeling with others. Um, working through the roots of my feelings. Um, that's something that I, I recognize again, going back to what I was saying about when, um, I felt like I was disqualified and really it's just a lack of competence, but having that initial feeling and taking it to God and like finding scripture to address the lies that the enemy tells me about my destiny and what's, what opportunities are in front of me taking those lies and changing them to the truth and the um, the truth about God and what God says about me. So that's something I'm going to start doing is when I feel a negative feeling or I feel like I want to go into self-sabotage, taking that emotion and those feelings to God, writing them down and finding truth in the scriptures that are going to be uplifting me um, in the Bible. Um, talking to my husband was one and just being like so open and sharing my feelings and my emotions. And then truly like this is so basic, but worshiping God. Like I don't think, I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't think, but worship for the worshiping God, turning on praise music and simply just thanking him for who he is, is such an uplifting feeling and such a humbling feeling that it's it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, and this is just like I said, y'all, me going back to the basics of things I've kind of slacked on within the last month, month and a half. And just getting back to that place again of being in tune with God and feeling feeling safe with him and feeling that openness that I know is there because God never leaves us. Everything that we go through, God is there. And he wants us to know that everything that he's not surprised by anything that happens in our lives. We may be searching and looking for other things that may not fulfill us the way that God does, but God knows. When my therapist was saying to me, God hears me, God sees me, it just made me feel secure and knowing like 
I'm you don't forget me. Like even her having that intervention with me and saying those things to me was an answered prayer to God because I know I had been telling him like, Lord, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening? That was my intervention from God by itself stopping me in my tracks to not go into this spiral of months, maybe into 2020 of emotions that I can deal be, can deal with with him. That reminder of you haven't felt safe with me. You haven't been you know, as open with me about how you're feeling because you just want to be on and be on for everyone else. But like you are still you need you need care too, Rosalind. And so um, that was an intervention from God in answering my prayer that nothing that I'm feeling is catching him by surprise. And so so going back into that, like I said, worshiping the father and letting that be something that you do. So that's all I really wanted to share. Like I said, for you all, this ties into the shame piece because I I beat myself up so bad um, and caused myself to feel distress um, because of just not allowing God to intervene. And I needed to do that and just kind of have this reality check. And I really, really felt um, open to share this with you. I was very honest in this episode because I think I wanted to just give some points of things that I feel and maybe something that I stated made you realize that you're not alone in this journey. So that's all for this week. Um, look at the information below for any information. I'm going to link those affirmations also below my worship playlist, my therapy reflection journal. If you're in therapy and want a journal, um, you can purchase it from the link below. And that is all for this week. I love you guys. And I will talk to you soon. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.